Okay. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the next minute. Welcome back, fellow music lovers, to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. As usual, and as usual, we have a great podcast for you this week. We're down here in the basement with Patrick and Eduardo to talk about the Flat Fives. It's a world of love and hope. I think we all need that right about now. Uh, this is actually a podcast we recorded a good bit before the election and had no idea what was going on. There was some uh, stuff that you'll never hear, but <laughs> some good stuff on tape, some good jokes uh, about what was going on that uh, aren't really jokes anymore, guys. <laughs> so... Um, so that happened, uh, but we're going to be talking about that this week. We are going to be uh, discussing the new Amazon Music service before that. You know, the streaming wars we've, have been our thing this year, I think. And I think it's going to be the thing going forward, how we consume music, uh, if we're allowed to listen to music, half-joking. Um, and um, and then at the end of this podcast, we're going to be playing a track from one Hannah Fairchild and her band, Hannah versus The Many. I'll tell you a little bit about that at the back end, but I'm just going to say uh, one word, powerful. So that's your podcast this week, uh, and um, if you're ready and if you're, if you're all settled in, uh, maybe we'll head down to the basement. So here you go, episode number 239 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, where we're reviewing the new album from The Flat Five, It's a World of Love and Hope. Or is it somebody else? That's a, that's the lot of dis- disgraced <laughs> lobbyist Jack, Jack Abramoff. He's Tom DeLay's the buddy. Sh- sh- oh, shoddy lobbyist. Wow. He's the guy. He's the guy. He, he, <laughs> built, he built a, he built a, a Native this American tribe. This is what happens out of money when you live for... in DC. You don't know. You, you are just tied into the little. Maybe everybody's right. Wait, are we on we're, mic we're, yet? We're, yeah, we're maybe oh, we're shit. maybe we're awful. You just DC. reminded me of something. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll bleep it out. We're talking about fun, though. We're Nate, talking about fun. Nate, Nate Ruiz is uh, Nate Ruiz is is no, the no, singer no, no. who was in the format before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah that guy. Yeah, yeah. By the way, saw the format live at the Nine Thirty Club. Shoot that me. Is, that is very, very nineties of you. Very early two thousand. Desert pop. What? I was on your porch last night. We're off to a good start. Used in Veronica um, Mars, so it's it's absolved. Sorry, you know. <laughs> One thing we love down here in the in, in the basement, gentlemen, uh, and by gentlemen I mean Eduardo and Patrick, we love the streaming wars. We, we, can, we love can the streaming wars all year long. We you could say we have loved them a long time. <laughs> <laughs> they're be- they're better than the Clone Wars. I'll give you that. Yes, they're so. better than the Clone Wars. Um, no, we we've been covering how streaming music is affecting. Uh, how you buy music? Yes. Do we ever make the poster? What? Remember how? you and I talked about a poster for we'll, streaming we'll, we'll wars. Right. Uh, yeah, we, we've been talking about how how stream music has affected the musical landscape, and actually, there's a uh, interview I did with it. Might this might come out after that? 
Uh, so you might have already heard it uh, with the same Curry of of Kingsley Flood talking mm. about what this is, oh, where, where we like actually that. lay out like what has happened, what has not necessarily gone wrong, but what the shift is, and and uh, the short version is technology like made it way too easy to make music, and then we all made music, which we should, but then we all wanted money for music, which we shouldn't. That's <laughs> short version. Uh, but here in 2016, uh, back in the future, it, we are talking about a couple of services. Uh, Apple Music, which I owe Patrick a bottle of bourbon for, because it not only succeeds, it is my service of choice. Uh, and I believe it might I think be your irony dripping from the ceiling. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Uh, there is also it might be your service of choice too. It's, increase, it's increasingly upstairs, my like, go-to. I'm I'm uh, almost weaned off of Spotify. Uh, Ironically, as the one who backed it, I hate it and don't use <laughs> <eat> it. <laughs> um, there is Spotify. Uh, aforementioned. Apparently, Pandora is going back, but who cares? You know, we talked about Ooh, that at the, no. the flock of dimes thing. Uh, title. On, <laughs> we we haven't talked about this. The nail just got put in the coffin because you know who got the rights to Prince's music. Universal. Oh, oh wow! So there you go. Bye bye. Nice little exclusive like, you had there. Like, Be a shame if something happened to it. Solange didn't put Solange Knowles right, did not right, right, put right. her album out on title. Right. And and well, now, I just wonder if that whole ele- elevator thing. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and but here at this late date. What about Neil Young and Pono? No, that's not oh, even no. a service. I know. It's, uh, a, it's Garth a device. Brooks. Right? Garth Brooks, his service. Do you Shutter. mean Chris what? Gaines? No, I mean Garth Brooks. <laughs> but he was doing an Amazon exclusive, right? Did he get or, Artist of the Year yes, last night? Yes, yes, Did he put out an album this year? No, no, he did not. Why does that... He toured. He toured like a mother... Dude, he toured like a motherfucker. Hmm. Digression. Let, let me get to this. Let me get to this. <laughs> all right. You all knew it was coming. It was sort of there. Uh, but Amazon uh, launches a new streaming service a couple months ago. Bezosify. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the headline was Amazon launches new streaming service undercutting Spotify and Apple Music. And check out these rates. $4 a month with an Amazon Echo, $8 with Prime, or $10 standard. Now, Patrick, you and I uh, talked about this before with the Pandora thing. When we were, I, my fear. Race to the bottom. Race. Flock of Dimes. Episode to, yes. 200 and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I saw this. And uh, one single tear shed from my <laughs> eye because it was you one want of, people to pay the gas it was tax. One of, it was one of fear, and but it was one of pride because mm-hmm. I was like, "This sucks," and I'm so right. <laughs> <laughs> but Eduardo, so you weren't privy to that conversation. You might you might listen to it. I don't no, know. I've, I've heard the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so as people like you and I both do multiple services, and right. and you have an Alexa, I do not. I do have an Alexa. Now, just today, they isn't announced... it kind of misogynist to call it Alexa? Yeah, there, there there is a problem with all these automated assistants all being women. I'm just we'll just, we'll just let's the, just put I that don't out think there. The Google the Google one that just got announced today is not a woman. It's oh, just really? like Google now. Oh, Tim. Or okay, Google. <laughs> not bad. Yeah. Gus. Uh, yeah. That's what we need a cat assistant. Yes, we um, do. Here's a good. Here's a. 
just random quick little sidebar fun Alexa story, uh, which is that I was doing something and we have it in our bedroom and I was uh, doing something Whoa. and I said, oh, let me let me put on the uh, new uh, Leonard Cohen album so I can have it fresh this in my mind. This never happens to me. I said, Alexa, play, you know, You Want It Darker by Leonard Cohen from say, Spotify. You might want to go Al Green, but uh, uh, I, I was alone. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you might want to go out green, and just... <laughs> <laughs> but no, here's the, uh, here's the existential or, or, uh, whatever piece of this, which is that Alexa said playing Leonard Cohen, you want it darker from Spotify. And it was just followed by silence. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So is that sentience? I, I don't know. Is it saying I something? I was like, am I hearing this? Am I not hearing this? What is what is happening? Is this uh anyway. Um I do have an Alexa. I'm not gonna subscribe to this shitty service. <laughs> no, no, really? Why would you now? Because it's yeah. in its infancy. Aren't you right. gonna wait five years, three years, a year, two? What well, are you gonna do? Well, I think I think I think the tiering uh that's gonna play out is that those of us who are gonna pay ten dollars a month for a service expect to have everything. Yeah. Right. And we wanna we wanna dive deep into things, we wanna find random things. There might be, you know, there's that, we talk a lot about this subset of other listeners who don't really need all that, right? And who don't need, right. um, and they're fine with basically most of the stuff that's playing on the radio. Um, and for them, a $4 a month tier might be fine because they don't need to, you know, what listen is this to radio uh, you speak of. Go ahead. It's uh, <laughs> public airwaves. It's a tune in app. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and they might not, you know, they're not going to be, they're not going to have a hankering to listen to like, hums you'd prefer an astronaut for no good reason on a Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> time out. Time out. <laughs> just on a Wednesday. I'm sorry. just broke me. I'm sorry. <laughs> or like the second Jesus Jones album. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Welcome back, Victoria. Solid fucking song. Zeros and ones. <laughs> The first one was uh, info, info Freak, and the second yeah. one was Doubt, I think, with that uh, purple, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The purple cover. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit. Okay. I, I saw Jesus Jones at EMF on the same night Whoa. in Rio. <laughs> <laughs> and Seal. Holy shit, that was cool. Well, let's festival. get back on track. Let's try. <laughs> I apologize, listeners. We're, we're, so, we're uh, so off. Yes, we are off. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh, to, to your point, Eduardo. Uh-huh. What were you saying? <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that this... <laughs> solution might might be might be fine for some people and and that's great I, I i think there's i don't i think i think talking about these as though they're comparable products is just not correct though because if you're getting a subset of say five percent of recorded music versus i don't know 80 90 percent of what you get with apple music and spotify like a four dollar mm. tier again you might as well just listen to the radio. Yeah, but it's 80 to 90% of 25 to 30 million songs. Yes. So right. more music than you're going to listen to in the next five years. Well, I mean, that's what's difficult about all this stuff, as we've talked about, is like, there's so much access to so much music right, right now. Right, right, that right. To complain about, well, it's only got 80% of 30. Well, who gives a shit? Like, well, what we're that's concerned a, that's about, more than you would ever have collected physically in your life. But what we're concerned about, like here, like specifically, is artists, the, getting, paid. artists getting paid yeah. and, and how this shakes out. Because culturally, this is a boon for everybody. I think we can all agree. Competition the, is good. Well, not competition. Like, we'll get to the competition, but like, the fact that you can listen to all this music makes us better yeah. people. It just does. I mean, that's something I believe, like, deep in my soul or whatever. Mm. You know, that the more you can expose yourself to, 
Like you, it makes you a better person. Music is the easiest thing you can expose yourself to because mm-hmm. right now you have a Spotify app or that whatever service you want to choose. And like you said, there's five million bands, five, whatever you right. want to listen to. But nobody is thinking at all about how to pay the artists. We've, we've, mm-hmm. I, I think we've commodified it to the point where like everybody. It's an assumption that that content will be there because people are just going to be suckers. And right. I haven't done this all year, but like I'm, I'm starting to like f- fall on the side of, you know what? Uh, if you're confident in your in your shit and you and and you're comfortable not being a superstar, like leave your stuff off. Mm. Because the only huh. thing, to my mind, with this this price tiering. Only thing I can do is is fracture it, and you right. get into catalogs, and you right. get in like, oh, I have to subscribe to one, I have to subscribe to two. We joke about, or not joke, we, I mean, we're serious about, like, it just drives people to piracy. You know what a lot of people don't know how to do? Pirate music. That's a weird thing, because... Kid, I mean, kids these days. Well, Napster's not around. Yeah, no, no. So now you have to get on, like, Pirate Bay is getting shut down. Everything's getting shut down. Yep. You can get on a private server. By the way, I know what none of these are. You, and you I'm don't. Glad, I'm glad to say that. Yeah, 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 you don't. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but you can get on a private server, but, like, how many people actually take that initiative? Yeah. Yeah, they're, it's they're not. like, it's... well, I don't need to hear this someone once. Fuck it. Mm. And it, you know... It frames music at the end of 2016 with this happening in a very weird light for me because we've reached the point where we, I, I think going forward next year, not to jump ahead to our little pod jam that we're going to have before next year, we really have to decide what this stuff is worth. And as Talking artists... About a carbon tax? Well, <laughs> no, as, as, as artists... I know, I'm just labels, being facetious, but sort as, of. As conscientious labels, you know, I'm not talking about like UMG, who just bought the Prince mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. but we need to actually decide, what is this worth? And then figure it out, because we're whole year, the streaming wars has been about yelling about, it's driving it to the bottom, we don't get paid, we don't do this, we don't do this. But now, it really is going straight to the bottom. That $4 tier... How many people do Amazon? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, who gets the four dollar Prime or the Alexa misogynists? Like four dollars <laughs> is Alexa, eight dollars is Prime. Yeah. I think well, without eight, Alexa. the difference between yeah. eight and ten dollars. So they're there are a lot of Prime members. Yeah. When I was a Prime member, and then I got angry and stopped. But the so I would have to pay ten. Mm-hmm. I could go to Prime and pay eight. I'm not buying a robot to live in my bedroom like you, Eduardo. It's so convenient. I mean. Right, but 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 the point is, is that it's four dollars on Alexa, and then Google, who just launched their own thing, is going to be like, yeah. "Hey, you know what? Why don't you use Google? We we have the same licensing deals in general, and it's free." Well, that's mm-hmm. going to be the breaking point, right? Yeah. Well, it's here, but no ads. Maybe ads. Spotify is free if you listen to the ads. But where do those ads go, or where does the ad revenue go? I think we've vetted out that Spotify actually pays the contracts as far as Spotify does. Yes. I do think, Uh, I mean, it's going to pay the contracts. Apple's going to pay the contracts. I assume Amazon will pay the contracts if there's revenue to support the use of the contracts. 
as, as far as just product design goes, um, I think Amazon Prime Video is a fantastic streaming video service. Mm-hmm. Um, you get your Down Abbey, you get your <laughs> all of it. Uh, um, no, no, it, it, it you know, it, it, the catalog is good. There are interesting original things, um, and you can subscribe to. So I sub- there's a Shutter uh, is an all horror oh, yeah. channel. Um, it's a web based, uh, very unique niche kind of horror movies, and I subscribe to it through Amazon, and um, mm-hmm. and Amazon is now baked into like TVs and things like that, yeah. right? So um, they yeah, have a massive 4K selection. catalog. Yeah. Um, it's actually a very good product. So if Amazon, if the streaming music product is anything like that, it should enjoy some success just because it'll be a good product. But you product. just said you aren't subscribing to their not gonna, shitty... Well, no, because I have Apple Music and Spotify. And there's right. and there's just no reason for me to like... They haven't trust yet. But you could be persuaded if they showed up and were way better than one of those two. Well, what's going to happen is that while I'm sleeping, so, the Alexa robot is just going to... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I mean, we're, we're talking about, again, like, to use your term, the 20,000-foot view or whatnot, Patrick... Uh, let's and I'm glad that's been adopted. Yeah, it has. It was. I, I thought 30, it was weird 40, when you said 000. it, but I was like, ah, it works. Well, it you works. have to start. You have to funnel down. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so let's look You're at the marketplace. Like a lawyer, the, I love the it. marketplace and what what we want for it, and the commodification of everything, which is that's we're in, it's 2016. Everything you know is commodified. You sound like Ted DiBiase. Maybe uh, if the Million Dollar Man Amazon is that good at 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 the video and they are can't 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 somebody be like take a step back let somebody else handle this other shit because it'll be better for the artist what do you mean by that i i mean say like we just aren't going to provide that service we have our video service it is better than all the other services and if you want an audio service you can go over here. Yeah, but we're still in the gold rush. Why wouldn't they compete for that? Bezos has an unlimited well, amount of what, capital. That's Why the question wouldn't he I'm just, having is, yeah. is because the competition is is blind to the needs of the community that they're going to be feeding off well, of. I don't know if they're blind, but I think... Well, of course they are. They but, aren't, making, they aren't making better has, deals. has enough backing to get into any market he wants to get into. Yeah. He bought the Washington Post and made it good again. I understand yeah. that. Like, it's hard to argue with that. But if he... Get, if, if he it's a newspaper, for it, God's sake, it, not music. If, if, <laughs> if, if him doing this, like, drives down the price of everything to the point where artists don't make any money, like, guess what? Artists go, aren't going to participate. Well, I think but you're. I, well, go ahead. Well, I was. I was going to say. I think. I think your point, Kevin, is that you know we've we've designed all of these things with the consumer in mind and not with the creator of the content Correct. in mind. Yeah, right? that's one point. Um, which is but that's partly because the music industry hasn't figured out how to. Go ahead. Yeah. No. No. I think. I think that's exactly right. I mean. I think. I think individual artists have figured out. I, I think um, Bruce Springsteen and Fish have figured out how to monetize the shit out of their fan base, right? Yeah. And 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 if you're if you're in a subset mm-hmm. of the couple of million people who likes those bands, you might as well just sign off like $300 to them a year because yeah. they're going to find a way to get that money from you. Yeah. Right. Um labels have not figured this out yet. No. Um uh, anyone else in the music delivery business has not figured this out yet and lots of bands don't have the pull or haven't figured out how to do it either. Yeah. Um I, I, I don't know that there's a right answer, but I have a but 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 I don't I also don't believe the idea that it's gonna collapse and that something better will arise out of it. I think it'll just be an unfair system and it'll get perpetuated and squeezed out and hmm. um and you know the current uh structure will just become further entrenched. I mean, are we moving towards a cassette economy? 
Is this the post post Mister Robot? Is yeah. this what happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen season two yet, so oh, I assume it's all cassettes, dude. Yeah, t- season two is good. We're on is season that, two. Uh, okay. I mean, is that is that what we're talking about? Because I, I why do you uh, say cassette economy? Well, because that's what's what, the rationale? So people who who don't actively want to participate in the um, in the economy that is currently available to musicians, they stop using e e dollars. Yes, yeah. and and uh, are like, well, cassettes is the way to go. And it's beyond now. It's beyond. I think the uh, the fetishist aspect of it. People are just like sweet. It's a cassette. Uh, now it's just like, well, it's cheap, and this is the only way we're going to do it, uh, which I one hundred percent disagree with, uh-huh. because for the millionth time, like five people have a cassette player. <laughs> Come on, uh, but hmm. but does that push it towards that where people are so? You know, if if you're in a band, if you're in a, if you're in a punk band in in Detroit, let's say, you're a kid, and you're you're against the man, and the man is keeping you down, but you're making some righteous fucking music, and you're like, you know what? I have the money to do it on cassette. I think there's too many people. You don't. I think, you don't I think, care. I think you don't care about getting out of Detroit. I think convenience trumps politics. Okay, and that's a that's a that's a deliberate use of that. Uh, name as a verb. <laughs> um, uh, no, no, I, I just, I just don't. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, there, there could be a few holdouts, um, but you know, uh, the fact that someone lives on a on a ranch in Montana and is completely off the grid doesn't mean that the like global capitalist system is somehow threatened or being uh, undermined by that person. Well, I right? So I, I don't. My my point wasn't that it would be threatened. My point was that. You will see bands that, that we, I mean, we have a uh, overabundance of bands that shouldn't be. Yeah, there's being, too many bands. That shouldn't be being reported. We should just, on. Uh, just an like, edict. Get rid of 25% of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I almost made a really bad joke and I'm not going to. But, uh, um, man, that sounded Trumpian. <laughs> I could have said something awful about her, but I didn't. What, uh, what about the Wickard versus Filburn argument that a subsistence farmer can affect the national economy? You're saying that uh, some so guy, I'm get, some guy living off to. the grid in Montana is not affecting the national sort of electricity economy. I mean, doesn't isn't everything everything, Eduardo, as you may have said in a previous <laughs> some, podcast? Some things are everything. <laughs> Many things are not everything. And some things aren't things at all. So... Um, Whoa. By the way, I didn't mean to invoke a Supreme Court case to sound like a dick. I just mean that's <laughs> no. the one that, like, philosophically, I'm like, really? A subsistence farmer? You guys can regulate that? Anyway, go well, ahead. Well, the Commerce Clause has been... Right. Is, uh, has, I've written a law review note on the dormant Commerce Clause. Let's not go there. It's it's uh, <laughs> Courts courts take an expansive view of it, yes. right? Uh, uh Well, there's, I mean, I mean, there's obviously a collective action issue, but, but I think, but I think that, you know, I... I, I no single actor and no single and actually so no single uh, group of consumers and no single artists can fundamentally change the current structure right. of streaming right it's just not um, i agree with that right it's just not going to happen unless and so, it's taylor swift possibly taylor radio um yeah no it's just not and so and so if we can't do it and if the people who create the content can't do it right it just it's it just follows that um this hmm. is this is this is the new normal. Damn, it's never really going away. What is the question that's actually on the table? Let's back up. Question actually on the table is sort of what how are the, artists uh, going to get paid in this new regime? Yeah, yeah, that's actually the question. 
There are still contracts. I keep coming back to this. Jeff yeah. Bezos cannot ignore the contract between the artist and the record label and the record label and right. But, but the Amazon. Implica- the Someone's going to get paid somewhere, and that pay that. has to fill that. And Impl- now they might not get paid on the spot. It may require right. a lawsuit, but there's going to be payment under those contracts. The implication that I, that I was trying to put out there was that basically those contracts might run out, and people are like, yeah. Well, what th- happens when they run out, well, what and happens how when does they the run new out, new get played if, out in this new economy? They were on a bad, like, let's say they're on a bad label deal, and like they only get the .007% for a stream or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, as I and you can get more if you're not if you're going directly, not much more, mm-hmm. but you get more. And then they go to the the Spotify or whatever service, and they're like, hey, let's just I'm like, well, it's only worth this now. And the point I was trying to make was that at that point, they do they withdraw from that particular economy, and essentially get back into doing what musicians should do is like we're a band we're gonna play live we 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 have to do it the old-fashioned way which they should which frankly and i mean we've all said this before so many times right that's that's where that's where the bands especially the you know the the, the bands at the scale that um, bands the wind do that yeah right i mean i mean that that's now. how they're making money um you 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 know mm. i was just I'm, I'm just thinking of all these uh you know there's there's all these stories about how amazon treats their warehouse workers and um and I'm starting to think of like if they put in performance standards for bands, like you have to release at least four albums a month to even mm-hmm. be eligible for the service, right? right. Um, but uh, but 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 you could have. I, I guess what you could have is a situation where you have essentially three or four large streaming companies that mm-hmm. become the de facto patrons of all music, yeah. right? So it's Some not labels. it's not a monopoly; it's a monopsony where you have a few uh, buyers who basically control well, the now. size of the entire well, market. Like radio stations in the eighties. Go with that. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Yeah, it's a boom and bust cycle. So are we headed back to the point where there are four? Oh fuck! Are you saying we might get another Purple Rain in the next ten years? Yeah, we might. There are four <laughs> because, streaming services oh that decide, God. and it's based on something sort of democratic. Like you can go on Spotify and look at the top fifty albums that are being played, and that's what people like. If they created a radio show, or they created your discovery list, or your mm-hmm. new releases list, it would be based. If you're constantly checking that thing, they would know that, and they would put those songs on there for you. Like I think it's going to be more individualized, but there could be a way that those the three or four streaming services that survive the next five to 10 years become like Z100 and the three other four other stations that drove. And then, and then at what point does Paola come back into play? Like it's a boom and bust cycle. You can't, totally reinvent the wheel as much as we think we're reinventing right, the wheel like right, right. are we headed I, the question i have is are we headed back in that direction and the second question i have is is that actually a bad thing like there was a point where we were all kind of listening to the same song for a month 25 30 years ago and yes a lot of bands were getting shut out of stuff but like at least we could agree on one fucking song right. it was a shared reality as right, opposed yeah. to now i talk to people they go I, they go Who's Wilco? I'm like, really? And then I'm like, oh, it's been like 15 or 20 years since they were well, on the radio. They, yeah. they, they just, right. I mean, we're, we're going to do a Wilco podcast right, right. being there at 20. But that's what I mean. Is it so, so fractured? It's so generational. It's so about how you're getting delivery. There are people our age, 40, 45 and older, who are just not 
streaming. I mean, they're just not doing yeah. it, and mm-hmm. and they're gone. They're out. They're out of the system, and that didn't happen in the old days. Like my dad, till the the day he died when he was sixty three, was listening to like country radio, yeah, and the Dixie Chicks, yeah. So, um, so Check I think that, that maybe where we're headed is like, <laughs> no. are we? It, I think the more important question, regardless of where uh, we all want artists to get paid, I think they will. There are two big questions. What is the new model going to be on the contracts for how artists get paid vis-a-vis the streaming services? Will there be no record label anymore? Will, mm-hmm. will, will in their next contract, will Car Seat Headrest sign a contract with Jeff Bezos and Amazon? Right. And that'll yep. be an exclusive right. or whatever. And that's how it'll break out. The second question is, will these four streaming services become the equivalent of the four big radio stations in your hometown that you went to to hear the top 10 at 10 or the top nine at nine or whatever it was to tell you what everybody was listening to. And then the third question is what is good and bad about both of those things? Well, it's interesting. We're, we're, in, we're not going to get into the, the blockchain thing right now, but we will at some point because we're going long on the news. You so can cut okay. it. It's cut a, it. No, cut all this. I'm not going to cut it. I'm not going to cut any of it. Uh, you know, because what you, to your point, we're trying to address it now with a thing called blockchain, which is we're trying to like sort of soak up and fix, like, how can we fix how people are getting paid? How can we account for it? And stuff instead of just creating a whole new paradigm, which I, I think that might be what's necessary. But legally or technologically, or I mean, there's. There's a whole well, well, the the, the blockchain the technology the blo- will always here, be ahead of the legal. Here's how the blockchain works. Blockchain says, okay, you have a track. So, like, Patrick, you make your Bob Dylan tribute song, right? And you want to upload it to all the servers. You want to make it available to everybody. So you upload it in this format, and in that format is the song, and then it also contains like your information. If you got funding, it contains the people who paid, who get paid for publishing, mm-hmm. who get paid for the uh, the mm-hmm. physical distribution of it. It's like it the WikiLeaks version of the song where all the data yeah, yeah, yeah. that you would all, want. All, all the data is in there. All the legal rights holders are and, in but there. But that is just basically addressing the current system we have mm-hmm. and trying to deal with it instead of just breaking it and be like, no, we're going to... Make I, I like and it's the first time I've considered it. Uh, I, I like your boom and bust theory. Well, it has to it I'm has okay to swing it. back. It ha- yeah. things are so scattered. There's no way it to me it can't not swing back the other way. I think, and I don't know how that happens. It's not going to be time. American Idol. It's not going to be The Voice. No, 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 no It's no, like no, we no, it's people time. tried to make it do it through that. It's not going to happen that way. I'm, so I'm going to say the grossest thing that I've ever said on this podcast. It happens when, when it keeps going the way it does, and all of a sudden in a city somewhere in, in the fucking wherever in the United States, another Fugazi well, pops sure. up. Yeah. Because everybody wants, everybody here wants another Fugazi. Right. Yeah. Ain't happening, kids. Right. But it will happen somewhere else. And it happens as a reaction to that, to the marketplace. Their shows were all, their shows were intentionally, like they were all ages, they were all inclusive. There was Uh a fixed price, fixed price on the albums. It was a different model than anything that was going on. Well, that's, well. Above the Bayou and Quinn's whole setup, I feel like they had well, a chance Quinn's to a, drive well, it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Because you and I are none of us are going to figure that out. We're too. Oh, it's no, it's no, got to no, be no, a kid. No, it's got to no. be someone young. Right. Quinn might. 
Quinn and Maddie yeah. might figure that out. They yeah. had it figured out. Yeah. Like if you guys, if anybody listening to this wants to know the best venue in DC, it doesn't exist anymore. It was above the Bayou. Like for modern music, that's where you would go. Yeah. I didn't mean to railroad things. I just think there there can't be a point where we continue to give awards out for music. We continue to track sales. Whatever that means at this point. I mean, who's buying CDs? Right. <laughs> Nobody. The vinyl thing's going to dissipate at some level. Or it's it all, just yeah, continue to already... be whatever it is. It's not going to grow that much. Right. And so you're going to have to start tracking streams. And you're going to start basing decisions based on tracking streams to the extent you're not already doing. And then things are going to turn it back into some sort of 80s radio or some version of that on a conglomerate scale. Maybe a smarter, more democratized version, and maybe the individual voice and who, what you're listening to will matter more as a number, but, like, it's going to happen. I just hope Clear Channel is no longer around when we get to that. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, is my sure. sincere hope for music listeners everywhere. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we've been having this conversation all year, and uh, it seems like we're going to Did gonna I one-up your apocalyptic uh, visions by flipping it back you around? You gave me hope, dude. I feel like <laughs> You I, gave me hope. Yeah, and that, that's uh, that's usually what, I'm like that's apocalyptic. It'll yeah, never happen. Uh, you gave me hope. That's why we do this. This is uh, this is uh, yeah. That, now I'm like, we'll talk about it off mic. I'm stoked. I'm like, parting <laughs> shot. Chance the rapper gave away his last two albums for free. For free in quotes. Yeah. Now has a Kit Kat commercial. Yeah, getting paid. <laughs> yeah, is but, that the new model? Maybe is that the new model. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but you know. What well, we actually came down here tonight uh, for was to listen, <laughs> to listen to some flat five. So you guys ready to do that? Back to the groove hour. <laughs> We're late night. Here. That was Sergio Mendes at Brazil 66. Yeah. So just stopped by here. Yeah, we have or, an interrupting DJ. That's okay. <laughs> Sandra Manges, if you want to be pedantic. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've heard that song before if you listen to this podcast, and hopefully you've heard it before, uh, period. Uh, this is your night. It is by Chicago's The Flat Five. Uh, it's a group made up of uh, some groovy ass people. You yeah, have tell me again. Casey McDonough on bass. You have Alex Hall on drums. Scott Ligon, who is the main songwriter mm-hmm. on guitar, and and the the double trouble of of Kelly Hogan and Nora O'Connor mm-hmm. on vocals. And um, I heart uh, Kelly Hogan. As do I. Love her. And she. Uh, you know, they, they've done this thing for about seven or eight years up in Chicago. This has been a thing at the hideout. The hideout. The hideout. God damn it. Which is 
if you haven't been there, it's a friend amazing. of mine's wedding reception was the hideout like, when I lived in Chicago. Right. Uh, I and, love the hideout. And they did this thing in the holidays, and it was just like, a, it was like we have time. All these people, like some people are in NRBQ, mm-hmm. uh, Hogan, uh, obviously, like tours with Nico Case all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nora O'Connor is in Decemberist, mm-hmm. like, uh, which actually Hogan did the Decemberist tour oh, last right. time, yeah. yeah. And, uh, just basically a bunch of people who love music a whole fucking lot. If you listen to any music, you've heard these people yes, play yeah. some of your Andrew yeah. Bird, you know, name yep. na- the new pornographers, yeah, yeah, yeah. name, yeah. name a Bird, band, from, like everybody. Right. So it, it was this gig that was it was once in a while, and then they they said, "Hey, this is actually sort of special, so let's do something with it." And uh, I, for one, I'm sort of glad they did because. Uh, I never got to make. I knew about the shows, like I knew they were coming up. I I met Hogan a couple of years ago, and and one of the first things she said was like, "Flat Five, come to him." Like I know what that is, and like yeah, never made it. Uh, but now uh, they have an album on Bloodshot Record, <laughs> which is so interesting. Which is Bloodshot. It, uh, it's a world of love and hope. It's not. It's. I mean, look, Bloodshot like supports Chicago in the whole series. So yeah. it, it's it, also in keeping with like Pokey Lafarge and like some yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So. And Robbie Folks. Yeah, right, right, right. And and um, Robbie Folks. Yeah, uh, we tried to get him down here. He, good he, album that he put out this year. Yeah, if anyone hasn't a really heard it, good album. Um, as you can hear, this is a uh, uh, from that track. It's a, it's a it's a little sound that's out of place, uh, or is it? Which it, is, it is out which of place. I think we're going <laughs> to explore here. Um, I have a lot to say about this, uh, but I think, Eduardo, you have some hot takes here. So I don't know. They're, they're uh, after my heroic uh, intake of uh, whiskey last night watching the uh, Cubs World Series, I uh, my takes are room temp at best. <laughs> Uh, Do you have a but, flat five version of Go Cubs Go on your uh, iPod? Oh my god! See yeah, that I would that I would uh, <laughs> right. I would pay I would pay good money for that. No, there's there's a weird thing with this. Um, you know, there's a lot of um, kind of self conscious. There's a very self conscious, um, ironic posture that's being adopted here. And if you're and if you're aiming for camp, you really need to fucking hit the mark because if it's if you're off, uh, it's just awful. Um, but you know I the old Del Close theory: if you're aiming for satire, shoot for tragedy. If you're aiming for for um, camp, shoot for satire. Anyway, thank you. No, 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 I knew, I knew there was there was a clip Something that, that I was, effect. yeah, yeah, and yeah. That you'll always be like taken less seriously than yeah. you wanted to be. But keep going. Well, there are some, you know. So, so if you get past all of this, the very affected. I just, I just have this thing where I'm not. I don't think the '50s are that cool. I don't like muscle cars. I don't like my hipsters to look like Rosie the Riveter or what's a muscle uh, car? <laughs> I, it's just not. It's, Kids, it's there's a movie called American Graffiti. Yes, know? there is. <laughs> right. So, so it 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 automatically sort of puts me off from that step. Like I didn't watch Mad Men. I just, I just don't fucking give a shit about the '50s. If they went away, I'd be fine with it. Uh there's a few things that they do really right, which is that some of these songs have laugh out loud, funny moments, right. um, like Bug Light, um, or and some of them have like uh, you know hiding underneath that that uh, cheery exterior. There's a really dark, zap, zap, yeah, boom, boom. yeah, like so, like <laughs> like uh, was it Blue Kazoo? 
Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like, is that a dark, dark fast. Song? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, I also may compare that to a uh, Frank Zappa song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, actually, well, that's, that's a good. I want to come back to the Zap yeah, issue, yeah, but that's, that's a really good comp. So no, so so the first time I tried to listen to this um, was a was right after I think you got the advance, Kevin, mm-hmm. and I had like a list of like six or seven albums that I was going to get through, and I made it a song and a half into this before my response was basically, <laughs> "LOL, what? Like, there's five <laughs> other albums in my queue that I'd rather <laughs> listen to than." You know, than Jello salad music, basically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Just, is that, it the is it the Jello salad from uh, what's the John Cusack movie? Two dollars. Uh, yes. The Jello is shaking and moving. Well, look, look, it's Midwestern. Yeah. It is. So. It is very no, Midwestern. It's, having having gotten all the negative shit out of the way this album has has grown on me in ways that i didn't particularly expect although i still don't know what to do with it and i think most people that i play it for have don't that same response the... well let, let me ask you this because you, you, you we've mentioned this before and you, you you did time with the folkways stuff i did and so did you, time you, yeah and, and so you you, appre- you, you you appreciate <laughs> you appreciate a uh a, a very specific genre of music so what about this listening to this made you say well this is ironic and this is just not this isn't just making this type of music well it's it's just that it's 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 very stylized in a way that's not um there was a point where music was stylized yeah no and it's not it's it's just it's it's evoking a very specific aesthetic in a very specific time period and um and that's fine you're allowed you're allowed to do that um and and i'm allowed to see like the opening credits of like a john waters movie with you know a bunch of like <laughs> or like uh people sitting around listening to the java jive by uh, manhattan transfer but as much time as we me. spend listening to like older music like why uh, you know why is that a uh why is that a negative if like here's my thing if because i don't think this music is ironic Okay. I I don't think it's ironic at all. I think it's just like we wrote these songs. We love this music. If you, if you read any of the uh, the few interviews that are out here, uh, talking about like uh, Hogan specifically and and um, the one guy singing, they they wanted to emulate like close singing, which is a very specific like country western art. And, yeah. Mm. And these are people that that have dedicated their lives to doing this, and people with very good musical taste swear by like the Ray right, Con, the right, Raycon right. of singers. And... So 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 for me, and this is a weird thing to say. Whereas I normally be like, well, this has to be something new. This has to be something mind blowing. If you can do something the way it should be done, then I'm like, well, okay, because we don't just leave stuff in the past. You don't listen yeah. to Waylon Jennings and be like, "That's great." I would hate it if it showed up now. <laughs> the, th- the, the thing about accepting your logic, though, is that it means that I can't indict like Big Bad Voodoo Daddy no, or right. Brian no, Setzer, no, no. like, like because no, that's I, no, I don't, you know, I don't, or because, Pink Martini because or something. You, because you can indict them yeah. on being a bad band. Uh, which yeah. one? Both. <laughs> All. <laughs> Everyone I just mentioned. Pink Martini. <laughs> Come on. I mean, they're they're fine. Yeah. I, I you know. It's, uh, but yeah, but 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 you know what I mean? Like 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 there 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 is a very specific I type of, of thing, yeah. right? It's like it's like it's people who are really into ballroom dancing or swing. Oh, or I whatever. just defended Pink Martini in public. I feel like I have to go to Whole Foods and like pray for a while. <laughs> but go ahead, you can probably buy their newest CD there, sure. which is I'm sure all Julie London songs hey, done you know. with uh, strings. Um, Ooh. That might not NPR is not going to be happy with us. Go ahead. 
<laughs> I just, I just, I just have, I, I, I feel like there is a certain burden on them to basically, uh, uh, defend the artistic choices they're making. I think, again, I think, I think there, there are enough things happening in some of these songs and there are sort of lines that are very clever. Um, the, the rhyme that I keep that's stuck in my head is the one about, you know, I used to smoke a lot of potto. She, she called me crazy auto yeah. comma. Oh, yeah. she called me crazy auto. Yeah. I actually think that's kind of lazy writing. It, it, it is. It is. It was just unexpected and it made me chuckle. Yeah. But, and, 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 and that's, and so I use the word clever, which is actually like, the ultimate damning someone with faint praise, right? right clever, right, clever, right. clever can be clever a compliment. Half, also right. clever. Yeah, it, 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 can be, it can be a compliment or it can be the worst thing yeah. that you're saying about someone. And I'm not, I'm just, I'm really not, we were saying off mic that we're not sure, you and I, Patrick, where we sort of Don't come confess. down on this album. <laughs> but, uh, All right. but I've, I've hogged uh, no, no, fair space. Good. So, Well, I have two things to throw out. One is Manhattan Transfer did some of these songs and took it super seriously. Yeah, Frank Zappa did some of these songs and was satirizing hippie culture. Yeah, which is this? It's a good question because, because if I had heard what's the ugliest part of your body on this, I would have been psyched. But I didn't hear that. <laughs> right. I think it's your mind. That's a great song. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I didn't hear a pointed political satire no. going on. I also didn't hear the Manhattan Transfer like, we actually think a song about coffee is legit. <laughs> I, I didn't get that extreme. So somewhere in between the two is sort of where I'm putting this. And I'm struggling with like, yes, sometimes it's sort of funny and clever. Yes, sometimes the lyrics are unexpected. Yes, these are accomplished musicians. You cannot, you cannot argue with Kelly Hogan on a mic. Like, she's such no. a good singer. Mm -hmm. But I'm sort of asking my the question over and over again, like, who is this for? Why am I putting this on? And what purpose does it serve? Not that all those questions have to be answered for me to enjoy something. But I'm having trouble answering any of those three questions. Right. And that's where I'm struggling with this. And I really like uh, This Is Your Life. And I really like a couple well, of other songs. Night. This Is Your Night. I, I like some of the songs just as songs. But I'm sort of struggling with, like, is this developed out of happenstance and goofing around, which, you know, is okay, or is this something else? And here's my final point, and I'm going to shut up for a while. The three of us were on the Skiflin podcast. Yes. I think hmm. this is the Skiflin version of Manhattan Transfer. Like, this is people going, we know how to do oh. this. Okay. Hmm. And we know how to, like, execute this. And the execution is awesome. I just, at a certain point, for me, it was hard to care about it. And that's where I've struggled with it, or it was hard for me to be affected by it. And so, if you can talk me into that, I'm going to upgrade. I, I, I will. Before that, before we want to, uh, before we want to get to that, I want to play a track, and I want to play a track because it is, uh, as we've mentioned, there's, uh, this is a humorous album to say the least, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but this one, this one, I think, skirts the line of of humor and just legitness. Uh, this is Birmingham off mm -hmm. of uh, the Flat Fives. <laughs> It's a world of love and hope.
So Birmingham, uh, you know, it's traditional until you hear the lyric, uh, you know, like I had to pee and you, yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> right. you know, there, there's right. a, a deep and uh, genuine uh, sense of humor in this, uh, sense of humor that I quit. Uh, have you guys heard the, uh, Chris Thiele's, uh, now he's hosting the Prairie Home Companion? I haven't heard him on it yet. It's, I knew he took it over, but uh, I hadn't yeah, heard he it took it. It's actually excellent. Is it good? It's a good um, choice. Yeah. It is. Um, it doesn't have the savage bite mm-hmm. that uh, <laughs> Garrison Keillor did. Yeah. But he may get there. And, mm-hmm. and this is what this album sort of represents to me. It's like there's there's certain innocence. Like that's that's a funny. That's it, not a it's not a joke, but it is a funny thing to put in a song. And you know, in you know, we we taped these basically two at once people and earlier we were talking about songwriting and stuff and, and like, this is a type of songwriting that I think goes goes ignored a lot of times because everything has to like mean something like really serious and stuff but if you take something like this or something like John Prine it's it's very uh, it's just these smaller moments in life mm-hmm. put to good music which at the end of the day, isn't that what all this shit is supposed to be? Maybe. There's some pretty fucking serious John Prine songs out there, but anyway, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, but right. there's some there's some non serious. I agree. I agree. Where it's just dictating like I, I poured a glass of water. I agree. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I don't have an issue with um I I actually think that that something they're doing is sort of they're taking this very stayed defined set of musical conventions and kind of bringing a little bit of a modern um twist on it by having lines that would never uh lines and sort of uh right it's a little postmodern. Plot, yeah. it's a little postmodern. yeah yeah just just yeah, it's just like commentary people, and commentary right yeah and and it's and so again that's that's interesting and it'll keep me sort of engaged i don't know that it that it makes the final product to me um I don't know what that does for its musical value to me, right? Um, it can it can be very well done. It can be very well crafted, um, and it can do all these novel and sort of conceptually interesting things without 
being an album that I like or that I want to listen to a lot. Yeah. Which is, which is, I think where I'm coming back a little bit to, to Patrick's point of the sort of like, but who's it for and what is it doing? And, and, um, um, it's not that all those questions have to be answered, but the fact that we're having trouble answering any of them is, yeah, I think hard part are. we are. Yes. Yeah. We'll answer some of them. I, I mean, I, I think as, as a uh, quote-unquote musician and, and as somebody who appreciates the craft of, of everything, I think every once in a while you need a reminder of stuff that it is a craft, that it isn't just about all, you know, how much it makes you feel or how much it blows your mind. And and I think uh, more so than... I, and this is what Hogan tried on her solo album. But it's more so than this, is that this, this actually gelled into where it worked perfectly for me, at least, that... That there, that we have this craft. We haven't evolved it. We haven't, and they haven't evolved it for sure. But this is the music of like working musicians. Yeah, you know, back to what we were talking about, like where this goes with streaming economies. Like Flat Five can just fucking check out, and they'll be fine. You're saying mm-hmm. it's the band in Woodstock drinking yeah. too much coffee, smoking too much pot. Yeah, yeah, actually that's that's sort of yeah. huh. you know that 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 theory of, of just like what you're supposed mm. to do is go and play music. I mean, this didn't this this mm. didn't happen overnight. This happened over like 8 years. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is just one like record. I mean, it's a record, but this is a, this is a record of of what they feel they accomplished. I guarantee you, if you were in the, I mean, they played. I don't know if you've been to the Green Mill, in Chicago. It's a fucking, it's a brilliant jazz. Beautiful. Joint. And I they guarantee, there? yeah. Oh. And I guarantee you, if you were, mm. if you were at one of those shows, like that, it would go down as one of the best shows you've ever seen. Well, and at the show, you'd be saying, "Well, these guys are so good at what they do. Mm-hmm. These guys are just great at what they do." And so. For me, but I say that every time I see Kelly Hogan live, I'm well, yeah, like, yeah, who yeah. is this angel? Yeah, but but for me, that that rarely transfers over to an album. And for this, I don't like. I get the essence out of it of of that show, and I don't need it to be like the best. Mo- I don't need it to be like Kid A. Right. I don't need it to be twenty to a million. Your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hangout inside joke. Yes. Album. Yes. I mean, maybe yeah. that's yeah. the best way to explain yeah. what this is. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's and that maybe make makes it make more sense in context for me. Okay. But it's like it's perfectly executed. Oh no, there's mm-hmm. no arguing with like the musicianship and like the lyrics are fun, but the the delivery, like the vocals, are just like stunning. Kelly Hogan could like recite a Thai restaurant menu, and I'd be like, "Oh, that's great!" <laughs> well, You're like the, best. Her, the mix of her and and Nora, and Connor, Nora, right, right, mm-hmm. and, it's just beautiful. And honestly, Scott Lagan, I mean, yeah. he's he's singing. You know, it, the the mix of those is something you don't hear attention paid to in a lot of music, right? And like, I I have no valid. I I guess I should ask. I I have no actual basis and fact of this, but I I think they were just like, we're just going to do this as craft. Well, they did what and great gonna, is, they messed around and found yeah. something. Right. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, it was musicians in a like, room going, "Let's try this. Let's try this. Okay, this works." And like, so, so I, I'm getting a piano up here. Early January. My my aim is to, uh, and, and you guys are actually sort of the first year. My aim is to make an EP next year. Oh, nice! At least, right? Do you need someone to play chariots of fire on it? I was yes. going to say <laughs> chopsticks. Yes. No, I, <laughs> I, I played piano for 15 years, so it should be okay. An, but, e- an EP of cuts from the podcast no, or no, music? No, no, oh, okay. No, no. So, so here, here's the Are point. Are we talking biscuits, living color stuff? No, he, oh, yeah. That'd be amazing. Here's the point I'm trying to make. Is it, is, it, is, it, is it the reason I haven't done it until this point is because I was like, I have no interest in writing lyrics at this point in my mm-hmm. life. I have no interest in singing it. So I'm going to make some music. And I'm going to maybe hand it off to somebody else and be like, maybe you can do some. Or maybe I won't. Maybe it'll just be an instrumental thing. And I think this is is very similar to that because these guys have careers in, like, they're busy. Sure. Right. That's why this didn't happen before. Right. Because they're so busy. So these guys have, have spent their time doing their craft and stuff. And they're like, you know what? We want to do a thing that really focuses in on craft and make jokes that are funny to us or mm-hmm. funny to the hideout crowd. And I think that's fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, no, I, I, I think have that's. I, have a, I convinced that's a, you? That's, it's, it's a, it's, it's persu- I mean, I mean, it helps situate it um, for me a little bit. Uh, it's, it's still uh, there's just something in 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 it that like I can't quite connect with. Um, but, uh, but um, I think I think everything you said is is basically entirely valid, and I and I like the idea of like people who sort of you know it's sort of like the chefs who um uh spend all year making maybe like really haute cuisine or whatever and then they just you know but when they're off they just want to go eat like the dirtiest mcdonald's s- like right well, like, well that's how it that, yeah. that's actually a reality yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah but i mean here's the here, i mean back to the food like Don't most chefs you, you guys you guys have had some of their cooking. tattoos while they're off oh never mind <laughs> you know but, but here's the thing about cooking is that is it exactly that yeah like there, there is there is a high you get from making a, a dish and executing fully on it. That dish never tastes as good as just the most basic. Like nothing is is better than a good mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. That is true, and I said that as a vegan who loves vegan mac and cheese. Right. But God, right? Nothing. God, someone's gonna kill me when they. And have. how many menus is that on? None. Right. There's a really good Ina more Garden more. mac and cheese recipe, by the way, if anyone <laughs> needs, yeah, yeah, needs yeah, a good yeah, Thanksgiving side dish. Ina, Ina Garden's mac and cheese. Go for yeah. it. Uh, here's my question. There's a lot of artifice on here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And usually when there's this much pronounced artifice, there's a point about artifice. And I'm struggling to understand what the point of the artifice is. I agree with most of what you've said. And I get that it's a scene. And I get that there's an inside well, joke a celebration here. of what they've been doing. I'm not arguing that. I'm just sort of like asking the bigger question like I'm asking the who cares question, which is an unfair question. No, it's a, it's actually a fair question. But and I don't know that And if, and if, if you we, don't care, then you don't care. Well, I'm not saying I don't or do care. I'm just trying to figure out what the answer, what the like beginning sentence of the question of who cares is by the band. And maybe they don't care. And maybe that's the point of the music is it's, 
it's works for them. I, and I, I it doesn't matter. Do. I think they were like yeah. they just wanted a record of yeah. of what they've been doing for yeah. the past like eight no, and years. I, and I, I like some of the songs. I just I, I I think I'm with Eduardo. Like I think the the part I've struggled with is when am I coming back to this? And that's what I've struggled with. When you host your Mad Men theme party with, you know. I don't even think this is Mad Men. I think this is post-Mad Men. That's what I mean by Manhattan Transfer. This is a 70s ass uh, acapella jazz album in a lot of places. I'm going to say Carrie. This is what you get for not being here. Yeah, Carrie. (laughs) I was here when Carrie and Kevin were like jumping up and down all over the room about this. And I was like, it's kind of... My exact quote was, isn't it like basically squirrel nut zippers? And you were like, no! And I'm now listening. So like, funny. That, yeah. I'm like, it's kind of like squirrel nut zippers. Yeah. So, I mean, so Patrick, what are you gonna do with this? <laughs> I can't. I can't pass, and I can't buy. So I'm a stream. All right. Yeah. Eduardo. I, that's that's actually word for word what I was gonna say. Damn. Like, it's not. I'm not gonna buy it. I, I I don't think anyone should like. Like, I think it's worth it's worth hearing. I think so. this is your night. Is yeah. like belongs on a mix, and maybe yep. one or other two other songs. Yeah. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to be in a car on a drive to New Jersey from DC and go, let's listen to the whole thing. Not going to do it. All right. Uh, I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to buy the fuck out of this. (laughs) And not because not not just because Hogan's awesome. Uh, because, because I appreciate this, this type of, of, uh, and I think it's, it's, uh, without irony. I think it's just, they, they do this. They're like, you know what? We like this. We can do this other shit, but right now, we're doing this. And that that means the world to me for any band that can do that. Like, if some band came out and be like, you know what? We really love Third Stage. We're going to do this. Like on that South Park episode? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, well, thank you guys for coming down. Um, we're almost at the end, guys. It's been real 2016. I have so many albums. There's like 40 <laughs> so, albums. So what, I, I've asked Spotify. this question. What else do you want to do? We have like we have like I think like four slots we can fill up. What else God. do you want to do? Uh, well, being there is, is being there would be nice. Book, right? so, last no, 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 I, I'm including. No, last you, don't spoil. Can we have a yeah, podcast yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. about other music podcasts? Do you want to do that? Hey, oh, no, it's a terrible idea. We'll just piss everyone <laughs> off. It's a terrible idea. I got a lot of funding on NPR. <laughs> We should. Oh, right. They do. Out. Yeah. yeah. I did learn about the Beef and Dairy podcast. Uh, no, no. That, the Big is, Listen. Yeah. Yeah. Which is. Which is. Uh, <sighs> I will highly recommend the Beef and Dairy Network podcast if anyone has not heard it. It's fucking really brilliant. Yeah. Mm. So what, Absolutely what, what do you want to do in the, in the short time we have left in 2016? The score by the Fugees. Always. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Um, or, or we can finally do this. I'm marking Steely. it down. Dan Cast. Stewie Dan Cast. Tribute to Jack Johnson by Miles Davis. Ooh. One like, of the most underrated, underappreciated Miles Davis a, albums of all time, but also album. one of the best. Like, like, not not Jack, Jack Johnson. No, 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 Actually, the character in that sketch is, hey, it's Dave Matthews from college. Remember me? <laughs> uh, all right. So, so I'm hearing, uh, see, you had two. We had, uh, we had Steely Dan. We have the score. Oh, oh score. Oh, we need oh, to do we the have, score. Yeah, so, I would do so the score. The, I have a score on vinyl. Score? And that's also 20 years old this year. We also, yeah. we both have the score on vinyl. What's up? All right. So, uh, so, so how vinyl. about. The Paris, Texas soundtrack by Ooh. Ry Cooter. Ooh. 
I am and the film. Because you get that. Paul. You get Paul in right. there. All right. Throw it out. Well, Throw it out. Because Paul's going to have a baby. You're going to cut all of this. You no, should I'm cut not. all of this. I'm slots, absolutely not. Slots filled. If, yes, Paris, Texas with a lot of... Uh, if Dave comes food. through town, you have to do that with him. But anyway. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're almost there. <laughs> almost there. Almost there. <laughs> almost there. Uh... What about the new Beck album that may or may not be coming out? Fuck off, Patrick. Oh, <laughs> I'm serious. There's supposed to be a new Beck. Five, a world of love and hope. It is available everywhere you would like to buy records right now. Uh, so if you trust me, then uh, then go out and get it. If not, at least give it a chance. It's on your, all your streaming services, so you can do that. And uh, if not, ask a friend who has it. Ask me. Come over and listen to it. Come hang out. If you're in D.C. and you want to hear it, you want to hang, hang out in the basement, just hit me up. And we'll do that. Drink a beer or something. Um, I mentioned up front we're going to be talking about a band called... Hannah versus the Many. Now, this band I first came to, there used to be a festival here in Washington, D.C. called Sweet Tea Pumpkin Pie. It was a little bit South by Southwest and a little bit clusterfuck. Uh, but the, the spirit was there. It was, it was a good good idea. And uh, so you had bands playing all over the city in, in weird venues. And uh, Hannah Fairchild played, came down to play solo, played in the basement of the Black Squirrel, which is a burger beer joint. Uh, powerful set, powerful voice. Her album was out then uh, was sort of climbing up the indie charts. Uh, she, her and her band are from New York. The best way to describe this is sort of theatrical rock. It's uh, it's punk rock, but it's also like punk rock if punk rock was a musical. Uh, she has a new album out called Cinemascope, and the first single from that is Surrender Dorothy, so we're going to hear that right now. So here you go. This is Hannah versus The Many, and their new song, Surrender Dorothy. Through the gate. But the man won't 
Fairchild, Surrender Dorothy, the name of the album is Cinemascope. Go out and get that now. Uh, we like people who can sing. And Man Alive can <laughs> sing. Uh, so, yeah. Hopefully they'll be down here uh, touring soon. Uh, Hannah, if you're listening, hit us up. Maybe we'll help you get a gig. I think we can do that now. Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, that's your podcast for this week. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave us a rating or a star. We enjoy feedback. Uh, you can listen to us on Google Play. You can listen to us on Stitcher. You can listen to us, uh, let's see, SoundCloud. We'll have the last two episodes up there. You can listen to us on MixCloud. We're basically everywhere. Everywhere you want to be. I think I just stole that line from somebody, but that's okay. Uh, we're too small to sue. <laughs> Um, we'll be back in a few short days uh, reviewing the new album from Kaja Bonet. That one is in the can for a while. It's going to feature me and Marcus Moore and Marcus Dowling. It's excellent. Uh, get on listening to that album if you haven't yet already. And then after that, uh, we have sort of a State of the Union uh, podcast. Have some some DC people in here. We have Mr. Paul Voger from Hometown Sounds, Mr. Joe Lapin uh, from Songbird, a new venue in DC that's killing it this year, and our friend Marcus Dowling. We'll see how we're doing uh, against the rest of the country. Yeah, you know, what what? Because DC is a very creative town, despite what a lot of people think. And so we're going to check in on that, and then just have one podcast. I don't even know what it's going to be before uh, one podcast left before we get hit our end of the year. And then we're going to take a vacation because we earned it. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed all that, and thank you again for tuning in. We'll be back in a few short days. Until then, get out and see some live music. It's a good time of year to do that. Uh, and be good to your ears, but be better to your people. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Kenobi!